0: Man, Nikola Jokic lands the richest deal in NBA history. Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Zach Levine secure the bag. And Kevin Durant asked to slither his way out of Brooklyn. I'm Rosa Panta. This is clinic all-NBA podcast. I have the three hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend?
1: Feeling good, feeling great. How about you?
0: I'm doing good, man. And back
2: from Greece, we have John. John, how you living, my friend? Yo, it's been a minute, man. Good to be back. Good to be back. Absolutely. Sammy,
3: how you living, my friend? I'm good, my man. I'm good. Free agency is wild, and that's a great start to the week for us. Wild is definitely a term here
0: for the for NBA free agency. And we got to start off with talking about the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving opts into his $37 million player option. And then and then the very next day, Kevin Durant asked to be traded out of Brooklyn only one year into his four-year extension. This is all
1: your fault!
0: Guys, huge <laughs> news. Right before free agency started, I want to ask you guys kind of a general question first. What have you guys learned about the Brooklyn, KD, and Kyrie saga?
1: Overrated. <laughs> I don't know There are a lot of words I'm gonna say Bust Flop Disappointing Yeah, yeah. What do you guys
2: think? What are your adjectives? Ouch. I'm speechless Honestly <laughs> I don't, I don't. know like, I don't know I did not know what to think I, didn't, I was not expecting this at all I don't think many people were right? At least the KD part Kyrie he's He's definitely a little off rocker. I think everybody knows that. But like, I thought Katie was going to give it at least one more year. I mean, the Nets—they've been there in the playoffs. They've—they were one big toe away from the finals, or at least the Eastern Conference Finals. So, I I mean, but then I think about it, and it's Katie, right? We're talking about Katie. Yes. Super Mm -hmm. sensitive, and you got to start questioning about him, about his status as one of the best players to play this game i mean right should we start questioning that i mean just 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 based on his mentality and his he's not that guy maybe
3: i agree in a sense i think we have to question his decision making in terms of his career and what he's done so i understand why he wanted to leave oklahoma city and ironically that reason is currently in los angeles (laughs) <laughs> um, He goes to Golden State, man. It's basketball heaven. The team looks like poetry in motion. Right. But clearly, he had other ambitions in mind. And it's just, it's so interesting to me that, you know, regardless of their off-court relationship, the person he chose to link up with has proven time and time again, basketball-wise, to be so unreliable. And yeah. they can say whatever they want about their relationship and why things went the way they did. But to me, it came down to two things. Clearly, as we've discussed, and as the basketball world has discussed, Kyrie was unreliable, didn't get vaccinated. No matter what your viewpoint's on that, he was not available. And it dragged down the whole team. Mm -hmm. And they then pushed to bring in Harden, assuming that it would be a good fit. They liquidated their assets and instantly it just didn't go well. It didn't mesh and it seems like on paper they handed the keys to the franchise to Katie and Kyrie. Well, Kyrie and, and, and Katie, Katie both are.
0: said that they're like co-managers with the
3: GM, right? Didn't they say that? They did, and it was clearly that Steve Nash was also their pick. I'm not faulting Nash in this, but right. I'm just saying that they were calling a lot of shots and. Pretty much. Uh, And so we are where we are because of that. And so the only other thing I just want to say really quick about this is to me, it was really interesting when Kyrie's decision was first being analyzed about whether or not he was going to opt in. To me, the way it was presented was that he had all these sign and trade options, right? Like, where does he want to go? What's his preference? I can't verify this, but the reality seems to me that no one wanted him and that's why he opted in because he wanted his 35 mil, because no one wanted to trade for him. I don't think he had leverage there. So everything being floated out about sign and trade options, I think that was, that was a skew, I think to try to put him in a more positive light and it just didn't work. So yeah. that, you know, that was what I got out of all this.
1: You know, what's crazy too, is that it's a player driven league. We've seen players who we question their character. They're still able to play. And we see that in our society, like NFL players. Some of them are straight up criminals, yet they get these big contracts to still play. Kyrie Irving, who basically ran the net and they got whatever they wanted. Like they were like spoiled children, if I wanted to be quite frank about it. Yeah, they, they didn't want to give him the extension, I which mean, is
0: insane. Right. Right. When you talk about give them whatever they wanted, I mean the biggest flub in all of this was asking for DeAndre Jordan. Like that yes. that 10 pretty million pretty much that pretty much signaled to you that the Nets were willing to do whatever it takes to make them happy. And I think this is a, a dangerous part of of the current NBA is when you have these superstars that want to
3: be like LeBron James and be led GM, right? So, can I actually, you brought up what I was going to kick back to you guys next. I wanted to ask your opinion, and I also wanted to toss in one more thing about DeAndre Jordan. Not only did they sign him, they kept him instead of Jared Allen in the Harden deal. Right. Which, in hindsight, and at the time, was widely panned as a horrible decision. But the, the thing you just brought up, you look at where the league is at right now, and... I would argue that the most stable franchises, and it's not just to patronize our Warriors fans here, but Golden State is clearly the most stable franchise in basketball right now. And if you want to argue a second most stable franchise over the last three years or so, I would say Milwaukee is up there. Now, the reason I bring that up is because... Clearly, with Steph and Giannis, they do not have as much of this, like, let me drive the decision making. It seems like more they give the keys to management and they just trust it. Do you think because of what happened with the Nets and, frankly, the fact that the Lakers have officially become the clutch all-stars over the last two years... That we're gonna see a kickback going the other way, where stars don't have that same level of control because of the results that we've seen lately. What do you guys think?
1: You, we've already seen the results of it with teams like the Lakers and the Nets refusing up, refusing draft picks with trade proposals. Uh And with the new CBA coming into play next year, I could totally have them come up with the. Ben Simmons and Kyrie rule. Were you get paid when you work, just like every other person <laughs> in this world? <laughs> so I kind of wanted to ask John. Like Kyrie's in the mix, he's really pushing to become a Laker. of oh, Your yeah. team. Are you super hyped for that?
2: Um. Well. I I would accept it with open arms and because okay. I think that the current state of the Lakers with Westbrook and yes, I was one of those people that said I think it can make I could work with LeBron and I was I couldn't be more wrong. I'll admit that right here, right now, that, that was A the lot worst of people take. Were wrong. That was maybe one of the worst takes I've ever had in uh, about <laughs> basketball. In hindsight. So, I think replacing someone like Westbrook with Kyrie, which I think is a tall task, but I think it could happen if especially if Kyrie is forcing his way to a, a particular team, which it sounds like it is based on the reports. So, I would welcome it just because of of Kyrie's skill set. His shooting, his ability to drive, his pick and roll ability with someone like AD or even and his proven uh, ability to play with LeBron. I know that his off-court antics are less than desired, and that's something that I would be very cautious about. But at the end of the day, Kyrie gives the Lakers a better chance to win the championship than Russell Westbrook would, and that's what it's about in my eyes. Right? It's about winning championships for your team, and so I would welcome it with open arms. And but I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if it all crumbled and fell apart like <laughs> the Berlin Wall. So.
0: I I think that's a good combo. I mean, we've seen it happen in Cleveland. Why not try it in in LA? I wanted to ask you guys about what your BS meter is saying. One with this report here. Reports are saying that Katie and Kyrie want to still play together, just not in Brooklyn.
2: Mm, BS from like one. The low BS. It's low BS. It's more. It's. Like legit no, like, and...
0: like like, 10 is like total BS.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm going to say a 7. 7? Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think... I think they would play together, but I don't think they're dying to play with each other.
3: <laughs> Do you guys agree? Uh, no. Um. On a scale of 1 to 10, I think this is a 14. I just... I can't see a world where Katie wants to go through this again right i think he probably i i think they're still friends and he probably wants to partially protect Kyrie's ego but mm-hmm. i just can't imagine wanting to go through it again
0: yeah i would definitely you know, not want to go through it
3: yeah me either
1: so why and, would you want to go yeah. back with your ex-girlfriend there you go <laughs> unless you're desperate but this you're kd man you're you're the room of the crop right now right well, the reports uh, are coming
3: out of how miserable the the entire organization was this whole season right now this stuff is coming out back to yeah. your analogy jay that
2: uh the only reason you'd want to do that right is uh-huh. if she looked like margot robbie or uh <laughs> someone like that you know but she's like kind of crazy
0: definitely, very you know, crazy but, like very how about, crazy how about like a one-night stand at like the all-star game
3: how about <laughs> that <laughs> Oh, now, now we're going down a very different road here. At the this clinic. is true.
0: Let's, let's <laughs> get to the cream of the crop here, as JJ was saying. Let's get to the cream. So we need possible landing spots for KD, right? And there, the reports are saying likely, or rather, KD has a list. And the list is only two teams long. It's the Suns and the Heat. Which of these two teams do you think are more likely to get KD if it was between these two?
2: Well, I'll start off by saying... I think we all wish that Katie would get traded to a team like Orlando or the Pistons. <laughs> I think that would be pu- pure comedy. Please, yes. that would be great for yes. uh, for entertainment purposes. Yes. Uh, which is most likely? Uh, I'll keep it brief because I want to hear what you guys think. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Miami. Okay, because I think they're willing to give up more than Phoenix would be and it looks like brooklyn is looking for a ransom and i think miami is one of those i think they're willing i think they would be willing to give up bam out of bio and i think that would be can i intervene really quick anything phoenix they can't yeah. they
3: can't give up bam that's the only problem unless simmons goes out in the deal too it has to do with the rookie extension oh okay thanks so which simmons could happen would, yeah so it would have to be ben and KD uh in that deal just wanted yeah to, or or a third team a yeah team. or it would have to be a three team which is very possible yeah wait not
2: untouchable ben simmons who shoots six percent from three right <laughs> <laughs> no no he doesn't shoot anything from three because he doesn't
3: take <laughs> I he doesn't do it, take it. <laughs> that's fair
1: Most i likely. for comedic pur- purposes and entertainment purposes it would be hilarious if he goes to the suns because if for whatever miracle if this could happen with cp3 Devin Booker and KD, I think you could possibly vote them as
3: the most disliked team in the NBA. For yeah. sure. easily, easily, definitely. Right? That's yes, very yes. true. That would ch- challenge like the first year Heatles as the most disliked team in the last fifteen years. I think
2: the Heatles.
3: Yeah. yeah. Not one. Not, <laughs> not two. Not <laughs> two. Not three. Uh, Sammy, I think it's Phoenix with? because Phoenix can. Swap out Bridges and Aiden and the numbers would work. And again, the NBA has to fix its rules about trades. If they re-sign Aiden to an extension, there's something called base year compensation where only a certain amount of his salary counts in a trade. So the way the numbers work out, Aiden plus Bridges plus Picks accidentally matches up with Durant's salary. So I think between the two, that might be a better offer. Uh, only because Miami doesn't have all of their picks as well. They they sent some out over the last few years. So, Got it. So I think Phoenix would win between the two. What I want to see is,
0: yeah. I want to see a three-team trade between all three of these teams. And that's Heat and Suns. And have Ben Simmons go to the Suns. And then, you know, Devin Booker and Ben Simmons can argue about who was a better boyfriend to... The Jenner. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm I'm joking. I want you guys to claim a Dark Horse team here to land KD. I know you guys have been thinking about it a little bit. Teams outside of the suns and heat. Quickly, who do you think would be a Dark Horse team?
1: Warriors. Interesting. Speaking of hilarity and suing, go ahead. Yeah, (laughs) that's true.
0: Assets Assets do match match up.
1: I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying that just because I'm a die-hard Warrior fan, but logically speaking, if KD is all about winning, if the salaries match and the assets match, it's kind of the perfect trade. Ironically. Yeah, Sammy.
3: I really like his fit in Chicago, and I think Chicago has the assets to get it done. Take your pick between DeRozan, Ball. They can't trade Levine for a few months, I don't think. They've got some picks. They've got a future Portland one. It is lottery protected, but right. they've got some extra assets. They've got Vucevic, DeRozan, Ball, like I said, Caruso, Kobe White. You've got a lot of choices there that could keep them competitive in the short term since the Nets have no reason to tank and some future assets. And the Durant fit in Chicago with Levine and the rest of that team is really nice on paper so i'll go with them i like it john
2: mr manager you know what i'm gonna say the Lakers, lakers baby and i'm not saying that just because i'm a diehard delusional lakers fan but it actually makes logical sense like jj said picture this ad westbrook and everybody not named lebron james and all the draft picks like the Clippers until Uh 2036 (laughs) for Kyrie and KD with LeBron. And I'm bringing back the not one, not two, not three championships if that happens. Nice.
0: I like it. (laughs) All right. We're actually going to move on here with a short little break with a word from our sponsor.
3: The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in.
0: Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. That was a little rough, but anyway our next topic here day one and two of free agency i want to talk about some max deals sort of people get max or max extended the list goes like this john Morant, joker cat booker and Beal. but the one that's worth talking about is actually zion williamson is going to sign a five year 231 million dollar rookie max deal with the new orleans pelicans this is absolutely surprising to some, and it makes sense to others. John, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you first, man. What do you think of the the, the Pelicans committing this long and this much for Zion?
2: It, 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 I'll give you guys a little analogy. It reminds me of like at a job or any workplace, wherever you normal people like us. You do something great right one time or you work on a project one time and you kill it you do like great in sales and it's great for a one-time project but you're just mediocre in the rest of your job and you haven't really accomplished anything else (laughs) but based on that one time you get this crazy raise that's kind of what i i attribute to this zion contract it's like yeah he has all the talent in the world he's but he's, he's injury prone. He hasn't really proven himself. The potential is there, but it's so risky. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'll be honest. I'm shocked that he got this max contract. I don't know about you guys, but like it's going to strap the Pelicans. I mean, if it doesn't work out, it's a big time fun blunder on their part.
3: Right? So to start with your analogy, that's how I got to where I am. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I really went back and forth on this. When I first saw the number, I I had the same reaction you did. And as I thought about it, this is going to sound crazy, but I get it. And the reason I say that is because of two things. With the Pelicans, this is not a free agent destination, right? So if they draft a star... Or even a guy who had that one project, that one moment, to use your reference. If he can be anything near what they hope, they almost have to try to keep him even if it blows up in their face. Is that That's where I was going with this. So that was one big part. And two is if they don't give it to him, I feel like another desperate team would have done it. And so it would have been there. So I've my understanding is they're trying to build in some protection similar to the Embiid contract that he got off of his rookie deal which was to protect them in case he couldn't play and on paper it's a staggering number but i just felt like because this is a small market franchise you take your shot if he pans out they actually become a contender and if he doesn't there's still the pelicans so this is true yeah small
1: market teams you have to invest into into these players but the issue that I have where, you know, I'm in the middle of both the guys here is you do have a promising future. They went pretty far last year. They competed against the Suns, who was the number one seed last year. So with this max contract, you're essentially eating up cap now. So you better hope that Zion is in shape. One, two, doesn't get injured. And three, he plays well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it.
2: I was just gonna say, yeah, Go it's just a, spe- it's just a speculative bet. For really the markets is. right now, it's like crypto. Yeah. It's you're just taking a gamble on it and hoping it pans out.
3: One hundred percent. Yeah, this is as big a risk as it gets. Like, don't don't take it that I'm endorsing it as like this was a must. You have to do it. Move from that perspective. <laughs> this is a huge risk, but I get it. Is from how I looked at it.
1: Might
0: What's crazy is that, like, we have to paint a picture of how big of a risk this is, right? So his first season was in 2019. So he's played three years, or three seasons, technically. But if you look at the games played, he's only played 85 games. That is only three games over a full season. And you're going to commit $231 million over five years? This app ab- is absolutely crazy. I don't know... I mean, you would have had to have like a prove it year to me at least before I gave him this type of money. You
1: you're you're engaged Jun. like, would you propose to a girl that's not interested in you? Because there were numerous reports about Zion and his family not digging New Orleans either. And for them to bust out with the 231 engagement ring 231 million engagement ring. Come on, man. That's some simp stuff right there. How fine. How fine is she? <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, there
2: you <laughs> go. You can change her. How much <laughs> money?
0: How much money <laughs> how much
2: money is her family worth? Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: did you see Zion? Ziya? Zion's looking good, man. He's been working out. That girl's been hey. working out. They're looking
2: good. The more, the, m- the, m- m- up? the more I think about it though, I, I kinda I can I I kinda rock with Sam with Sammy's uh, point of view because I'm personally, I like to gamble. I think some of you here know that, like to a fault on a degenerate level sometimes. I'll leave it <laughs> at that. But I do appreciate that risk taking from the Pelicans and, yeah, you know, it, it's a gamble, but I kind of like it too in
3: that sense. The model here, and this is striving huge, the model here is Embiid. I was just looking up Embiid's game played. First three seasons, missed his first year, missed his second year, third year that he played 31 games. That's what they're hoping for. And is that's that a true. huge shot? Of course it is, but he has the pedigree. And that's absolutely that, true. That That's their goal. And it's a huge risk. It's But if it pans out, all of a sudden that team is stacked.
0: So anyway, we, we, we got to move on from this. We're going to talk about the Timberwolves and the Jazz here. They made a trade today. Um, Rudy Gobert is going to the Timberwolves, and the Jazz receive kind of a mix of players. Malik Beasley, Pat Bev, uh, three other players, a 23-25 first-round pick, a 26 pick swap, 27 first-round pick, 29 first-round pick, which is protected. Overall, guys, like, who do you guys think won this trade here? JJ. <laughs>
1: Uh, is it a hot take if I say the Jazz won it? Oh, uh, interesting. I I agree with that take. So go you go ahead. Oh, I'm gonna say you got rid of a player that's eating high cap, and you can't even play him in the important minutes of the playoffs. And hey, all these first round picks, four of them. The Timberwolves, and we've been saying this. Hey, they, they, prove us wrong. But they have a terrible track record of going far in the playoffs there was like three years straight where
0: I was like this is the Timberwolves year like I think they're gonna hit this year and it's burned me way too many times Sammy sorry you're about to say something no no no, go ahead go ahead man Finish up. I'm done I'm done go for it
3: so I think this was absolute highway robbery by the Jazz oh okay like robbery by the jazz (laughs) three of those picks are unprotected one like you said is a swap the protection on the one in 29 is only top five these are Mm -hmm. very very exposed picks they gave up two or i believe three starters two or three from last year's team they gave up their prior first round picks i believe from the two years before that as well so this is the equivalent of picks or excuse me six picks and a swap That they gave up. They're going to flip Beverly into something. He's not going to end up staying in Utah. Beasley will probably also get flipped. He might get bought out. Someone might give them something for him, one or the other. So, And Gobert is getting over $200 million. So now between Gobert and Cat, they owe the two $430 million. Edwards has not signed an extension yet. They're going to have the first three players that are making over 200 each on extensions when Edwards gets his extension, which is insane to me. And with Gobert, the, the analytics that are out there are saying that he was partially exposed with the Jazz because their perimeter defense was absolutely terrible while he was there. And in some regards, that was true. But just beyond the analytics, watching these games, he was being hunted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, More by by the Mavs, by the Clippers. I'm sure it happened other times I can't think of, but Nick Batum ran him off the floor. and I love Nick Batum. I'm so happy he's staying with the Clippers, <laughs> he, but he, he ran him off the floor. He does not he run people scrum. off the floor. Yes. <laughs> and so you got rid of that obligation, and this feels to me like the Nets, Celtics, KG, Paul Pierce trade from a few years back, and that built the Celtics as we know them right now. I think Utah is going to really do well with these because I know Danny Ainge can be very hesitant. He's good at using assets like this to at least get one or two stars out of it. He might not pull the trigger on some things in time, but I really think he's going to completely reshape this team with this deal. I love this for Utah.
2: Danny Ainge, man, strikes again. When he was with the Celtics, he he took all the picks and all those trades, and he didn't. He actually didn't trade them. He drafted. They drafted Jalen Brown. drafted Jay Tatum. They drafted Marcus Smart. I would love to see him make those trades, make more trades to help the Jazz because I don't, I don't think that it's going to be a good move to just like use all those picks. Maybe use some of them, some of them. But Sammy, you guys are right. This, not only is this trade for me, it doesn't even make logistical sense from a basketball standpoint. I don't like it. I don't like Cat and I don't like Rudy Gobert together. I mean maybe they can mm-hmm. they can stack them and their playing time but I just don't I think they're going to be I don't know what they're thinking are they trying to emulate the Admiral <laughs> and Tim Duncan San Antonio Spurs cuz that's the twin towers That's not happening. <laughs> Late 90s. I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm just I think they're going to get run off if you play a mobile 5 and a mobile 4 you do you swap them and pick and rolls if you play them together I think they're going to get cooked a lot. Yeah, the interior defense is gonna I mean they're they're gonna be big, they're gonna be tall, it's gonna be hard to drive in the paint, but I think you can expose them, and I think you can expose them a lot. Timberwolves gave it way too much. I think they should have tried to trade yeah. D'Angelo Russell more than anything.
3: Right? But Absolutely. That's just, I, I agree. Can I, I agree. ask one quick question off of this going back to a prior topic? Just okay. really quick, I just want to get your guys' opinion. If this was a cost for Gobert, how many picks and pick swaps do you think it's gonna to get to uh, get Durant out of Brooklyn? Oh man it should take six way more like
0: yeah this is this is ridiculous the nets gm should be just licking his chops looking at this deal um i i don't know what the Timberwolves were thinking either with this i mean i'm sure they looked at cat and they're like i wish he had defense like rudy gobert and then they got <laughs> drunk one night and they're like let's just get rudy gobert and they actually <laughs> did it it's <laughs> absolutely ridiculous we're gonna talk about the next trade here it has to do with the Celtics and the Pacers. The Celtics received Malcolm Brogdon. The Pacers get Nick Stauskas, Malik Fitz, Juwan Morgan, Daniel Thice, Nee Smith, and a 23 first-round pick. So I'm guessing the Celtics felt like they needed to retool a little bit. They probably felt like felt some weakness at the guard position, the playmaking position, so they reached for Brogdon and got him. Does this help put them at the top of title contention? What do you guys think?
1: No. They gotta face a healthy Milwaukee Bucks. That's true. And I I'm just Join gonna say goals. that. Yeah. Just as long as uh the Bucks are there, I'll I'll believe it when I see it.
2: Yeah, so I, I, I agree. Oh yeah, I don't think right. the I think the Bucks are still the number one team in the East, and depending on if Miami makes a trade for KD or if KD stays in the East, I mean that obviously catapults that team to top of the you know top three too. So, I mean the Celtics were in the finals. They, you know, they looked contr- in control for a lot of the series, but they ended up losing just because maybe they're too young, or, or the Warriors, were, you know, the Warriors are just too good. But I like the trade actually, and I hate saying that because I hate the Celtics, but I do think Malcolm <laughs> Brogdon is a, no! he's another shot creator, he's another facilitator, he's someone who can who can um, put more pressure on defenses, and the, the the guys they gave out, like Daniel Tice, role player, he can mm-hmm. be replaced, um, none of those guys are key, key players that they gave away, so I think they're adding another yeah. key piece, so I think it does help them. Now, I don't know if it's going to be enough, though, because again, the Bucks almost made still almost made the Eastern Conference Finals without Chris Middleton. They're arguably their second best player.
3: So I, I do agree with you guys in Milwaukee's top of the East. I don't I don't think any trade is going to put Boston over the top. It's got to be internal growth from Tatum and Brown. I will say this trade covered what I thought was the biggest hole they had left that was exposed in the finals. And like you were saying, John, they gave up five non-rotation players. So they basically traded away a first-round pick for a, play, a very effective player in Brogdon. And if he stays healthy, I do think he covers what their biggest hole clearly was. But to get past Milwaukee, it's going to be Tatum and Brown taking another step forward. Yeah,
0: I absolutely agree with that. The next trade that we have here are the Hawks and the Spurs. The Hawks received DeJounte Murray and Jacques Landale. The Spurs received Danilo Gallinari, a 23 first-round pick. A 25 first round pick, 26 pick swap, and a 27 first round pick. The interesting part isn't the Spurs, obviously. It's it's the Hawks with DeJounte Murray and matching him with, with Trey. Get over here. So I mean I'm gonna to toss it to you, John. <laughs> what do yes. you what do you think about the Hawks getting DeJounte Murray here?
2: Well, my first thought is Rich Paul and Excellent. Clutch strike again because there were reports that when and rich paul is the murray's agent and there are reports that the reason why the spurs felt they needed to trade him was because rich paul alerted the spurs that he wasn't going to re-sign with them if they kept him they wasn't mm-hmm. going to resign as a free agent which is kind of whack in a sense i mean you obviously strap holding a team and forcing their hand so rich paul that man clutch media and I can't hate because he's LeBron's <laughs> agent, so I have to like him. Um, to the trade, I don't it's hard to say, honestly. This one this one is for me is is I can't put my put my finger on it because Trey Young obviously needs the ball in his hands. DeJounte Murray is someone who doesn't seem like he could play off the ball either. So you kind of have two, you're kind of having two similar players in the same backcourt. Um, obviously, I think someone they're going to have to make adjustments. Their games are going to have to change a bit, but it's it's a dynamic backcourt from a purely talent standpoint. But yeah, um, I feel like it's, it's a weird mix, but I feel like it, they can make it work. I mean, whenever you put talent together, right? Nobody thought LeBron and Wade was going to work because there weren't shooters, but you can make it work if, if, if you make sacrifices, and I think that's the key thing here.
3: I'm stuck where you are with the fit. That, that's the part. I like Murray as a defender. I think he'll cover up some of Trey's faults on that side, but he just doesn't seem like a good enough shooter at this point to play off the ball. So I'm curious to see how they design their offense going forward. Do they move Trey off ball a little bit? You can't take the ball out of Trey's hands. Like you said, he's too dynamic, but you design some sets where you have him kind of based like what Steph does. Sometimes where he doesn't have the ball, he's playing around screens, a lot of off-ball stuff. Maybe that's how you utilize them together. You, you're obviously going to stagger their minutes, I would assume. I I get it the more I've thought about this from both sides, especially with the report you mentioned about the fact that he was going to retire. So I understand why San Antonio did it. They're clearly now, they're they're going to tank. They're going for Wambanaya, the the French center in this year's draft. For Atlanta, my issue that I can't get past is that I feel like at this point, outside of Collins, they still have him, they liquidated their assets. And I don't know what the ceiling right. of this team is. So that's what I go back and forth about. The player himself is very dynamic, I really like Murray, I just, I need to see the fit on the court and what the ceiling of this team is, That that's where I was left when I looked at this.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate that the Hawks are actually trying to win and they're not staying stagnant. They're making moves. They weren't happy with the progression of the team. And to touch lightly, uh, Kevin Herter was traded too. So it kind of hurts their depth in a sense. Um, Their depth was the reason that they beat New York. Or, yeah, New York, right? Yeah, Yeah, New York. Yeah, so.
2: I have a question for you guys. This definitely just feels like, like you said, JJ, that the Hawks are just trying to appease Trey at this point and get him talent and are less worried about the fit, but just trying to get him more help from a talent standpoint, and maybe they'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, and only uh, time will tell. I can't wait until free agency day three, but that's actually all we have for tonight's show. I want to thank you three for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man.
1: Thanks, everybody. Had a blast.
2: John, thanks for being on, man. Thank you, I'm be lighting that sage for Kyrie to the Lakers. Let's go. <laughs> and
3: Sammy, thanks for being on. Thank you. Make sure that sage you'll get into the Clipper locker room. John Wall don't need it.
0: <laughs> and shout out to our video producer RJ. Shout out to everyone that's watching us on Twitch right now. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All MBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at clinic all MBA. I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All-MBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.